This is Edwin Crozier from the Franklin Church of Christ. Hello, and thank you for joining us as we open God's Word and learn how to glorify Him through obeying His Word. Have you ever had trouble remembering what God has said, studying a passage and then forgetting what you learned just weeks ago? The lesson that you're about to hear provides some practical help and advice for hiding God's Word in our hearts. Open your Bibles along with me, and let's learn how to put that Word into our hearts. How many times have we read Psalm 119 and verse 11? Or heard someone talk about the fact that your Word I have treasured, or I believe as the New King James says, hidden in my heart, that I may not sin against you. We recognize that if we want to overcome sin, we've got to remember God's Word. But if there's one thing that we constantly tell ourselves, it's the fact that we don't have good memories. Anybody said that this week? Oh, I'm, you know, I have a terrible memory. I can't remember names. I, I can barely remember faces. I, I hardly remember my own phone number. In fact, I don't even remember what I ate for supper last night. You heard that lately? And here we have Psalm 119 and verse 11 that says to us, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And yet to us that seems like just an overwhelming task to actually try to remember something, especially something like this. And yet it is imperative. It's something that we need to be working at, that we need to be growing at, hiding God's word in our heart. And so tonight I just want to talk about a few practical things that will help us in dealing with this issue of, of remembering God's Word, of hiding it, treasuring it in our hearts. Before we do that, would you bow with me, please? Glorious Father in heaven, we're so thankful for Your Word. We're thankful that You've given it to us so we may know how to serve and honor and glorify You Your way. Father, we recognize that it's not in man to direct his steps. We understand that if we do things our way, we will be falling short of, of Your will. And we pray that You would help us as we study Your Word, that we might have enlightenment and understanding that we might know the hope of our calling and the power uh, that you have toward us and the riches of your inheritance for those who are sanctified. And we pray that you would strengthen us, that, that we could understand, that we could share it with others, and help us to remember and hide it in our hearts so that we might overcome the tempter and not sin against you. We love you, Father, and we do not want to disappoint you. And we pray that you strengthen us and deliver us from the one who is attacking. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we talk about hiding God's Word in our heart, I just want to first discuss what that means. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I talk about hiding God's Word in your heart? Memory verses, right? When we think about hiding God's Word in our heart, we think memory verses. And memory verses are good. In fact, if we look in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was able to counteract the attacks of Satan, three specific attacks, because he had three verses memorized. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 16, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 13. And he was able to call those verses to mind and use them in the attack against Satan. And that is certainly a part of the concept of hiding God's Word in our hearts. But that's not all of it. If you look in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, this time verse 14 and 15, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, the Scripture there reads, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, 
excuse me, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. As Paul was talking to Timothy, he wasn't just talking about memory verses, he was talking about knowing the Scriptures, that is, knowing principles and concepts and stories and, and teachings and doctrines and, and knowing what God has said and what God thinks about things. And when we're talking about hiding God's Word in our heart, we're, we're talking about remembering what God has said about those things. Not, not necessarily just having a memory verse. And Again, memory verses are good. But it's not just having the verse memorized, it's knowing what God means and what God wants and knowing how to apply that to our lives. And that's what Paul was talking to Timothy about. And so when we talk about hiding God's Word in our heart, that's what we're talking about. Let me ask you, how many times have you heard a lesson, and maybe a sermon or a Bible class, that you just thought, well, that is awesome, I like that, I'm going to remember that. And yet, two or three weeks down the road, the points that were in the lesson are completely forgotten, and there was no change in your life, and it's gone. And maybe there's kind of that hint of, you know, I remember there was something, there was one good lesson a couple weeks ago. Uh, you ever had that experience? Or perhaps sometime as you were reading and you were studying, you came across a verse and you just thought, man, that, I've got to remember that verse. You highlighted it, you underlined it, you, you read it three or four times, you said, I am going to remember this one because it applies in a certain discussion or it just was encouraging. And then a few weeks goes by and the discussion comes up again and you're thinking, okay, where was that verse? I know that verse was somewhere. I remember that verse. I can't remember where it is. Anybody, you ever had that happen? Or maybe in your study you were dealing with one of the difficult passages and you worked on it and you studied it and you, you thought you figured it out and you were sure that you had it grasped and so you moved on to something else and then a couple months go by and somebody says, hey, what do you think about this passage? And you look at it and you say, you know, I know I studied this one last year and I know I figured out what I thought it meant, but for the life of me I can't remember now. Anybody else ever had that experience? Okay, I'm just making sure I'm not the only one. Uh, I mean, you know, this is, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about hiding God's Word in our heart, being able to deal with those kind of issues, being able to remember. Now, I can't give you perfect memory. And the fact is, there's always going to be things that we're not going to remember. We're, that's why we continue to study and continue to strive to hide it in, in our hearts. I mean, man, in fact, this, this morning in class, there was a verse that was one of those that I thought, you know, this is one I know I'm going to remember because I'm always having to look it up. And I never can't remember where it is. I remember where it is tonight, Jimmy. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. And we were in class this morning, and I could not remember where it was. Uh, I was thankful that Matt Hicks was there and said, Is this where it is? For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We're destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. We're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We're ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. And I'm just reading that to you now because if I read it to you now, I'm much more likely to remember it in a couple months when I need it again. But we want to talk about a few practical things that will help improve our memories, that will help us hide God's Word in our heart. And none of these things, they're, they're not magical or mystical. They're very simple. In fact, they're almost kind of obvious. But they're, they're four things that we just really just need to hear and say, oh yeah, that's what I need to be doing if I want to hide God's Word in my heart. The very first thing that we're going to do when we hide God's Word in our heart is we have to be motivated to hide God's Word in our heart. We're not going to hide God's Word in our heart if we don't want to. I remember as a kid, I almost never remembered to take out the trash. You know why? Because I didn't want to. 
I didn't want to take it out. I didn't want to remember to take it out. I was just happy to forget to take it out. We have to be motivated to remember things. And if we want to hide God's Word in our heart, we have to be motivated. Psalm 119, verse 11, I think provides the motivation for us. Here's the motivation. What did the psalmist say? Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Remember what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5? In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Peter talks about our enemy and his attacks. We read this passage last week. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Be sober of spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Our adversary is attacking. He's going to attack tonight. He's attacking some of us right now. He's going to be attacking us later. He's going to be attacking us tomorrow. How do we overcome the attacks? God has given us a tool by which we can defend ourselves and, in fact, attack back and be prepared for those attacks and overcome by hiding God's Word in our heart. Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6. Paul talks about the great battle that we face and the enemy that we're facing. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, Ephesians 6 and verse 12, Paul wrote this. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Our enemy is attacking. He wants to overcome us and take us captive. He wants to carry us down into the pits of hell with us. And there's only one way we can overcome. That's to put on God's armor. But we've said this before, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here, but as we take a look at this armor, every single one of the things that are mentioned are anchored in God's Word. Loins girt with truth in verse 14. Remember John 17, 17? Sanctify them with your truth. Your Word is truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, 2 Timothy 3.16 points out that we're disciplined in righteousness by the Scriptures. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 5 says that the gospel is the Word. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Romans 10.17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Take the helmet of salvation. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 points out that it's the Scriptures that make us wise unto salvation. And then, of course, we all know what the sword of the Spirit is. I tell you what, if this can't motivate us to recognize that Satan is going to attack us and the only way we can possibly overcome is not chicken soup for the soul, it's not a lot of devotional type material, it's God's Word. God's Word is what protects us. We have to be motivated. That's the motivation. We have to realize we're in a battle. We're at war. And there's only one way we're going to win. And that's if we hide God's Word in our hearts. Let me ask you, is there anybody else here that's tired of Satan beating them sometimes? Is there anybody else that's sinned and says, you know, I'm just struggling with this and it's happening over and over and over again and I don't want to do that anymore? I'll tell you what. There's one place to start. It's not going to happen accidentally. It's not going to happen by us just saying, I don't want to do it anymore. It's going to happen by us starting to get into the Word and being it and studying it and learning it and hiding it in our hearts. I mean, that's not the end of the battle, but that's the beginning. And that's how we put on the armor. And we've got to be motivated to want to hide it in our hearts. The second thing, again, I know this is just kind of obvious, but we've got to pay attention. 
Anything that we want to remember, we have to pay attention to that. It's kind of like when you're dealing with your kids and you're telling them to do something and they're not looking at you, do you think they're going to remember it? Absolutely not. Because they're not paying attention. I mean, there are times when we have to stop and say, all right, Ethan, look at me in the eye. What did I tell you to do? Because we have to get into pay attention. If we want to remember something, we have to pay attention to that thing that we want to remember. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 15. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 15 was one of those many times when Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That was Jesus' way of saying, listen up. Pay attention. You need to know this. If we're going to remember it, we have to pay attention. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, the Hebrew writer says to us, for this reason, Hebrews 2 and verse 1, for this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. We want to remember it so that we're not going to drift away from it. The Hebrew writer says, pay attention to it. Give heed to it. One more passage under this heading, Proverbs chapter 5. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Proverbs chapter 5, at verse 1 and verse 2, it says, My son, give attention to my wisdom. That's Proverbs 5 and verse 1. Give attention to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may observe discretion and your lips may reserve knowledge. If we want to remember, we've got to pay attention. I just want to give you a couple of practical pieces of advice about paying attention and how we can accomplish that. You know, it's very interesting there in Proverbs 5, it talks about giving attention and inclining your ear. You know, the interesting thing is that oftentimes our mind will follow our body. Thinking on a side note along corresponding with this, you ever heard people talk about prayer and they say, you know, I've always tried to go to pray at night, but I always fall asleep. Anybody ever said that? Uh, I tell you what, half the people that have said that to me, I ask them, I say, well, where are you praying? In bed. Well, duh. You're laying in bed. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, what do you do in bed? You go to sleep. Why? Because our mind follows our body. And so if you're going to try to memorize and pay attention in bed, if you're, if you're thinking, well, I'm going to read and that's going to be my last thing I do before I go to sleep, chances are your mind's not going to pay attention to it. You're going to go to sleep. And so if you want to pay attention to it, don't do it in your bed. Don't do it even in your easy chair. Sit up at a desk or sit at a kitchen table and, and actually pay attention to it. Get your body, uh, get, have it give attention. Incline your ear. Here in the, in the assembly, when we're listening to lessons in Bible classes, our, our mind will follow with our body. You know, the fact is, if we're kind of leaning back, uh, we're not going to be paying attention. Uh, if, we're, if we're leaning over or leaning on the side, we have to be very careful. Because I know when I do that, what's coming next? Falling asleep. Phil? <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously I'm not just not mandating any rules. I'm just pointing out that if we want our mind to give attention, then we've got to keep our body giving attention. We have to, if we want our mind to give attention, we have to incline our ear towards what is being said. So, paying attention, get our body in line with it. Number two, the second thing that you can do to help pay attention is our mind works a lot better with smaller chunks. 
I want you to read as much of the Bible as you can every day. But I tell you what, it's a lot better. If three chapters is what you can do in a day, it's a lot better. Instead of trying to sit down and read three chapters all at once, read one chapter three times a day. All right? Read one chapter three times a day. One of the other things about paying attention is you've got to learn to avoid distractions. You know, the fact is, it doesn't matter what's happening over here. The lesson's up here. Okay? Uh, but if we want to remember, if we want to remember, smaller chunks is better. I don't want anybody to say anything about my lessons after that comment. Uh, they're just going to be the chunks they come in. But, but smaller chunks as far as Bible reading. So instead of reading three chapters all at once, read one chapter at three different times during the day. Or if you're going to read for 30 minutes, instead of reading 30 minutes all at once, take three 10-minute settings and read over those times. That allows our mind to process and to review and to think about those things. And so that's uh, something that will help us remember. A third thing that we can do to pay attention, take notes. There's something about it going into our ears, into our brains, and then out into our hands, taking notes. And when I'm talking about taking notes, I'm not just talking about what our kids are just learning to write and do, where they, they copy what's on the board. I'm talking about assimilate what you're hearing and put it in your own words and write it down. Assimilate what you're reading and put it in your own words and write it down. Here's what this chapter was about. Right? That the taking notes will help you remember. It'll help you pay attention. If I've got to think hard enough, to actually figure out what I, what's being said and write it down, I'm going to be giving heed to it better. And the fourth thing that we can do, just a practical thing, is repeat it. Uh, here in the assembly, if there's something, repeat it in your mind, just out of respect for the order of the assembly. But at home, as you're reading, you might repeat it out loud. Or if you're listening to a tape on CD, or on a, on a, if you're listening to a lesson on a CD or on a tape, repeat. if something was said that, hey, I want to remember that, repeat it. Say it out loud. Now, this is one of those times where actually engaging your mouth does engage your mind. It's very helpful. And so these are some things we can do to help us pay attention. The third thing that we can do to help hide God's Word in our heart is review and repeat. Review and repeat. Review and repeat. If there's one point you're going to remember from tonight, it's going to be review and repeat. Why? Because I reviewed it and repeated it five times. Review and repeat. We don't like to hear the same things over and over again. Uh, you know, how many of you, you hear, you hear a CD and you can hear it once and then it goes in the rack because, hey, I've heard it, I don't need to hear it again. Or I've seen a movie, it goes on the shelf, I don't have to watch it again. Anybody like that? I've read a book, I've read it, I'm done with it, I don't need to read it again. Uh, well, when it comes to things in the Bible, what we need to do is read it again. Study it again. Review and repeat. Second Peter, chapter 1. In Second Peter, chapter 1, beginning at verse 12. 2 Peter, chapter 1, and verse 12, Peter wrote this. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. I consider it right, as long as I am in this earthly dwelling, to stir you up by way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, and I will also be diligent that at any time after my departure you will be able to call these things to mind. 
What's Peter saying? He says, listen, I know you know it, but we need to review and repeat. And as long as I'm alive, I, we're going to be reviewing and repeating. And when I die, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to talk to people so that they're going to make you review and repeat so that you can call it to mind. This is the number one key to memory. This is the number one key to hiding God's Word in our heart. Review and repeat. Because what memory is, is what we've locked in there by going, o- going over it over and over and over and over again. And so we can review and repeat on the short term. And that's what we do whenever we're studying for our finals, right? And then, of course, a week after the finals, we can't remember any of it anymore. So reviewing and repeating is actually a long-term thing. Is there, is there a memory verse that you were working on that you memorized this morning? Well, review and repeat it tonight. And review and repeat it tomorrow. And do that for an entire week. And then once you've got it locked in there, then go ahead and give it a break. But a week later, review and repeat it again. And another week later. And then a month later. And then maybe six months later. But review and repeat. Is there a lesson that you are wanting to remember? Review and repeat it. Listen to it again a week later. Or uh, get the notes, the outline. If you're taking notes, that's a great way to review and repeat. Have you ever wondered why Galatians says some of the same things that Romans does and teaches some of the same principles? Or why Colossians and Ephesians are so similar? I think one of the reasons is because God understood this thing that we have to review and repeat. By reading Colossians, I am reviewing and repeating some things that I learned while I was reading Ephesians. It just naturally happens. So what do I need to do? If I'm reading Matthew, once I get done with it, instead of going directly to Mark, I might ought to read Matthew again. Or if I took notes, I ought to go through those notes and read through those. And just review and repeat. I'll tell you one of the other great things about taking notes, especially like those passages that you really struggled with, that you worked on and you figured it out. If you've taken really good notes and filed it away well, when somebody asks you again in six months and you look at it and you're at a loss, you can go find it. And you know the amazing thing about it is going through that process is another review and repeat. And it will help you keep it in your mind. So step number three, everybody's going to remember that. What is it? Review and repeat over and over again. Keep on doing it. That's why when we get done reading our Bibles, we're not done. We need to read them again. We need to keep reading, keep reviewing, keep repeating. And not just because, oh, we'll always find something new, but because if we don't, we'll forget the old things we used to know. So review and repeat. And finally, the fourth thing that we can do to help hide God's Word in our hearts, tell someone else. When you're listening to lessons, when we're studying on our own, when we're reading the Scripture, do it with a view to tell someone else what you learned. That does two things for us. Number one, if I, if I know I've got to tell somebody else about it, I'm automatically listening harder. I'm paying more attention. But the second thing that does is when I'm actually verbalizing it, guess what I'm doing? I'm reviewing and repeating. And I'm locking it in there. So tell someone else. In 2 Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2, "...the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also." As Paul taught Timothy, he didn't want Timothy just to listen just for himself. He wanted him to pass it on. 
And this issue of passing it on to others is as beneficial for us as it is for them. If we want to learn and remember and be held accountable to God's Word, we need to be sharing it with others, telling them. And as we're, as we're trying to hide it in our hearts, think about somebody you can tell. You know, husbands and wives, if you've been reading something, you can tell your spouse. Here, guess what I learned this morning? Somebody asks you, hey, what did you do this weekend? Tell I went to the Franklin Church of Christ, and let me tell you what we learned from Psalm 19. Well, let me tell you what I learned about hiding God's Word in my heart. And just tell them. Parents, tell your kids what you learned. Well, now you're killing two birds with one stone there, aren't you? Kids, tell your parents. That's one of the good reasons for asking your kids, hey, what did you learn today? Because reviewing and repeating. If you have your children read a chapter, ask them about it. What did it say? Review and repeat. Have them tell someone else about it. So make that a part of your life. If we do these things, I know there's nothing amazing here. It's nothing mystical. It's still hard work. It's still something we have to work at. But this is how we hide God's Word in our heart. By being motivated, paying attention, reviewing and repeating, and telling others about it. We do this when Satan attacks. We'll be prepared. We'll, be, we'll have that armor on. And we'll have God's Word hidden in our heart. And we won't sin against Him. We'll overcome. I think we do need to remember this, though. In 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5, Peter wrote, 2 Peter 1, 5, Now for this reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence in your moral excellence, knowledge. And then in verse 8, after he talks about all these qualities, he says, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Knowledge is a growth thing. And when we're talking about hiding God's Word in our heart, we're just talking about knowledge. We're talking about knowing what we've studied and what we've learned and, and remembering that, knowing it. It's a growth thing. It's going to increase. If there are things that you don't remember today, it doesn't mean that you're a bad Christian. It means you're a growing Christian. And if there are things that somebody else remembers that you don't remember, it doesn't mean they're better than you are. It just means in their growth they've gotten there. We're growing. But I tell you what, if we want to be growing Christians, we have to be growing in knowledge. We have to be hiding God's Word in our heart. It is not enough to just come into the assemblies and the classes and leave. It's not enough to just every once in a while read a chapter out of the Bible. It's not even enough to read a chapter every day. We've got to be hiding it in our hearts, growing in knowledge. And I think we're all striving to do that, and I hope this is going to be a beneficial and helpful thing as you think about these things. Be motivated. Pay attention. Review and repeat. Tell someone else, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I hope this lesson was beneficial and helpful to you as you work to hide God's Word in your heart. Let's remember the four things we learned. If we want to hide God's Word in our heart, we must be motivated, we must pay attention, we must review and repeat, and we must tell others what we've learned. If you have any questions about God's Word or about how to hide it in your heart or about the Franklin Church of Christ, please give us a call at 615-794-2359 or you may contact us through our website, franklinchurchofchrist.com. Perhaps somebody has given you this lesson on CD or audio tape, 
If that's the case, may I please encourage you to go to that website that I just mentioned. Again, it's franklinchurchofchrist.com. We have numerous lessons there that you can download both in audio and outline format. Feel free to download those and use them in whatever way will glorify God and draw people closer to Him. May God richly bless you as you draw closer to Him, but more importantly, may you richly bless God.